0: and welcome back to another episode of oh god it hurts
1: oh god it still hurts (laughs) it still hurts 15 episodes and it still hurts
0: oh it hurts so good uh as always uh i am jjj aka the six button samurai and i am here with my main my main 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 uh mr eddie tang aka game agent et what's going on ed
1: doing good buddy um it's getting close to one of the biggest holidays in japan do you know Is golden, it golden week? week yes sir nice so yeah uh for those yeah, who just don't go around
0: know. and piss on each other
1: <laughs> no it's, that's golden shower <laughs> week not golden <laughs> week <laughs> that's another day and another time but uh, <laughs> sorry
0: that was crass i should not <laughs> yeah. have gone there but and that, you know what just
1: that That's more of a private holiday, not a public holiday. <laughs> Depends on, you know, what you like, but...
0: Okay, yeah. so my uh, profanity aside, <laughs> please explain Golden Week.
1: Okay, so it's a scatterment of four days off, and it's uh, one of the longest stretches of holidays in Japan, besides the nice. New Year's holidays, and uh, it's uh, a main time to go out and travel and do stuff with family and since uh things are kind of settling de- well I wouldn't say settled down the numbers are still kind of up but with the pandemic it's gotten to the point where it's like eh, you know we're not going to say anything if you travel around Japan but traveling outside of Japan is still kind of a big deal because when you come back you still have to do uh, 7 days of quarantine right even if you're vaccinated i believe yeah. So but at least uh you can go on your trip to Tokyo or come here to Osaka or anywhere you like, but just don't don't leave unless you want to stay at home for another week.
0: That's good. Yeah. Are you going to go anywhere?
1: I've been thinking about it. I mean, if I could, I wish I could go to Universal Studios Japan and visit Super Nintendo World for the first time, but this would be the worst time to go because everyone would be there. Right. So I'm thinking about going on a day off that it's probably in the middle of a school day or a time where nobody can really go. <laughs> I think that's that would be the best point. Yeah. So that's in the works. How I'm definitely you,
0: of that same mindset myself when it comes to theme parks. Like yeah, I do not want to go to those places at peak times, even when we're not in the middle of a global pandemic.
1: Yeah. So but if I want to go, I should go sometime this year because Japan's still kind of iffy about bringing in tourists. Not a lot of okay. people are still able to come in besides people who live here. And now relatives of people who live here, they can visit for like a couple of weeks and then they have to leave. But there is no real tourists around yet. So I should go while I still can. Yeah, you should. Yeah, definitely. What's going on with you, big buddy? Excellent.
0: Um it was a long and strange week. I have been in a recruitment process for a new employer. Yeah. Um and I accepted an offer this week. Success. So Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So that was pretty dope, you know. I am finishing up a different job that I've had for nearly 5 years and you know it feels good to move on to a brand new thing you know it'll be a yeah. very different test of creativity as a social media manager but um you know i'm really excited by it i think the team i'm joining is awesome and it's been nothing but you know deeply positive vibes so far so i'm into it
1: all i can say is man have fun good luck with the new job and I hope I'll give you a call when I get there. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. (laughs) Oh, Jeff. But yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. New adventures abound. But anyway, um, let's slide over to the water cooler and start talking about some, uh, some newsy things. Uh, you know, it paper? seems well <laughs> it seems as if lately every sort of good piece of news about a company we love is also accompanied by some shitty news about the very same company. Oh,
1: so I, in I that vein where this is going <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um Nintendo Drummed up some excitement with some firm dates finally being applied to some hotly awaited games. Yes. Like Splatoon 3, which I know you're all about.
1: I am. September um, 9th. Yeah. yeah. I-
0: they also announced a street date for Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which is actually sooner than yep. most people expected.
1: July 29th.
0: Yeah, and that's also something that doesn't happen very often. Um. I guess most people feel like this is probably a move to try and sate some of the fans who obviously are still a little bit bewildered or bummed out that Breath of the Wild 2 is not coming this year.
1: Yeah, but I think now if all they need is something for the winter, hopefully Bayonetta 3, and then they're set, man. They got three major titles coming out, and... If you Boy, Metroid in. Prime
0: Trilogy sure would be nice.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you sprinkle in a few little surprises here and there, I think this yeah. would be a killer year for Nintendo. I mean,
0: like, there's a lot of interesting like B-side games that I'm really stoked for the rest of this year. I mean, uh, yeah. Live Alive, I really want to play that oh, remake. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also very stoked for the Klonoa games.
1: Yeah, to arrive
0: that, on Switch, as we've discussed before.
1: Don't forget, Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. That's been yeah. announced for summer.
0: Yeah, and it's that looks really, really good.
1: Yeah, I saw footage uh, from IGN. Yeah. 11 minutes, and it has the original voice actors of the Turtles. Nice. So that'll be fun.
0: That's got both a playable April and Splinter, right?
1: That is correct. And it's four nice. players, and they are talking about having it playable online as well. And and hopefully they can get
0: some good code for that.
1: Yeah, and Dotemu is al- also working with Tribute. I thought they were just publishing it, but they're working together, which is great nice. because Tribute, of course, made Scott Pilgrim, which a lot of people liked, and mm-hmm. then, of course, Dotemu, uh, they made Streets of Rage Four, <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's. Pretty solid in terms of beat em up experience. Excited. Definitely. To see what they'll do. But, and they're now, both of course. fans. Yeah. <laughs> they're fans of the Ninja Turtles. So, show. Sure. exciting. Yeah. Great.
0: No, it's definitely a banner year for Turtles fans between that and the uh, collection. Yeah. Um, Can't wait. Now, of course, on the dark side of Nintendo updates,
2: oh. there
0: has been a news story floating around about a. Outside contractor company whose workers fix Joy Cons that have apparently been consistently mistreated by Nintendo, and there have also been uh, union busting practices deployed. Yeah, um, man, you know, this is the whole like this is the whole side of gaming that really, really bums me out because, in general, and I think I've talked about this before there's a very similar sort of crunch time slash exploitative thing that happens with workers in both the entertainment industry and in the gaming industry. Yeah. And this is like a real bummer, especially because like when you think about the mindset of a lot of these workers, like they're so damn excited to be like, this close to actually working for nintendo yeah and you have to think that a lot of these people the reason they would take on a job like this Mm -hmm. is because they are really hoping to get inside the company itself yeah this is uh,
1: this is the report about the uh is it the qa people mm -hmm. that are trying to move up but they're working with the uh the agency that's not directly uh working With well, they're working with Nintendo, but they're not with Nintendo. They're not Nintendo themselves. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But
0: no, I mean, and that's the thing is like you're thinking about the mindset of these people, and they're all just like, "Oh my god, I'm so close to this big break, Mm -hmm. and being able to bust through and work for this company that you know we all came to love growing up." Yeah. Um, you know, it's really kind of heartbreaking and it's terrible and you know you hear this on so many different fronts in like a variety of you know entertainment and gaming companies and it's just like god like can't like and i understand why you know it is business Mm -hmm. there are profit margins and shareholders to be satisfied but you just have to ask yourself well like at what point is enough enough you know what i mean
1: yeah because it's one thing to squeeze as many dollars out of a out of a product or service that you're selling mm-hmm. and kind of keeping as much as you can while not distributing as much as, uh to the people who helped you get to the right. point where you are in in your company mm-hmm. it's like why are you not kind of distribut- uh, distributing the wealth a little bit more so that, hey, you're still living comfortably, but a lot right. of other people are enjoying reaping the benefits of working hard and kind of like how you mentioned earlier with your own situation, you know, opportunities to move up, opportunities to do something that they're very proud to do and they want to do this for a long time. Right? Why? Why not have that motivation? Why not kind of, you know, sacrifice a few dollars to keep everyone happy, and you still make money? I mean, right. yeah, it's you're not going to be able to buy that expensive yacht, <laughs> but, right? But who cares? You're still filthy, stinking rich, you know? Yeah.
0: No, I mean, it's really just sort of the like. It's the question that dogs a lot of industries right now. It's like, well, you know, isn't there a different way of doing this that ensures a more widespread sense of well being amongst your workers? Um, yeah. It's actually, you know, the whole drift issue with Nintendo's controllers is, uh, you know, deeply documented. You know, yes. you've got controllers that need fixed. I've got controllers I I need fixed.
1: How Um, many do you have that are broken?
0: uh, Let's see. I own four Mm Joy-Cons. Two of them are kind of busted. My favorite pro controller, the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 controller, is also experiencing some drift now.
1: Oh my God, that sucks.
0: And, you know, like...
1: It's, terrible. it's funny
0: because there's actually a you know number one it's a very consistent documented phenomenon yeah um number two there's actually a really interesting historical precedence for this particular thing because when the famicom first debuted you know we all think of like the iconic famicom controllers with the round buttons mm-hmm. but the very first run of them had these strange square buttons that were made of this really soft plastic, almost more like the start and select buttons. Oh And so really? I didn't know. Yeah. That. They were very prone to failure. The oh. corners of the buttons could often get stuck, like below the faceplate of the controller. Oh, geez. And this was like in maybe the first six months of the system's life, I want to say. I, I had
1: no idea. <laughs>
0: yeah, and so it posed a major crisis for Nintendo. It was like, well, oh my god, we've launched this hardware, it's selling really well, but we've got this critical flaw. And if you recall, with the Famicom specifically, those controllers were hardwired into the system.
1: Yeah. So if you have a problem with the controller, you have to send the whole unit back. Right. To the,
0: but to the company. what did they do at the time? Yeah. They just did a giant recall. They're like, look, yeah. we're really sorry this happened. Send your system back in. You know, we'll send you a revised unit with the better controllers that are the ones that we think of today with the hard round buttons. Yeah. Um but it's just sort of like it's sort of a bellwether for how, you know, so many corporations have just gone and leaned really hard to the other side where yeah, they will engage in bad behavior until whatever point it's no longer profitable and that's generally the only thing that are like really sharp widespread consumer outrage which can happen by virtue of you know, sustained social media action, whatever way of drawing attention to something you have. But, you know, you would just think that a company like Nintendo would be a little bit of a better citizen on this specific issue.
1: Which is why I'm shocked, and it's super disappointing for a big fan like myself. I mean, it's terrible to see that. I mean, you read... All the stuff about Activision Blizzard, and I mean, i in the past you know, on mm-hmm. this show, I was saying, you know, I, I'm glad Nintendo's kind of, you know, on, on the right side of things. I haven't heard anything bad about them that's nearly as bad as what you know Activision Blizzard is going through. And lo and behold, you hear these yeah. up- reports about the sweatshop conditions, about the Joy-Con thing, mm-hmm. where. They're hiring a well they, I don't know if they hired him, but um they have some small shop in I guess New York, is that right? Where they're is it in New York or is
0: it on the is in the Pacific Northwest?
1: I'm not sure, but I know it's a small area and there's like a majority of people who aren't they don't speak English. They're mostly Vietnamese, mm-hmm. I heard. Mm-hmm. And they're just getting people to come in and fix these controllers because before they would say, okay, we're going to just take your controllers back and then we're just going to give you new ones. There you go. Mm-hmm. But now they started insisting that, oh, these need to be repaired. We're not right. s- sending them new ones anymore. So you're going to have to hire people to fix them. And then it got to the point where they they were just getting so many controllers to be fixed. They just started hiring Whoever they could. And then they right. kind of went that route of, you know, just having labor. And mm-hmm. there was a huge amount of turnover to the point where employees had a lifespan of like less than two months, three months, tops. Wow. So one person who commented on the issue that talked to, I, I guess it was Kotaku,
2: mm-hmm.
1: said that he was probably one of the only English speakers. In the whole organization, and is talking about it, the rest of the people, like the long termers were the ones that were not speaking English. they were right. just there just to make the money, and even they weren't really content so just to hear that it's i i I don't really have any other words except you're exposed now and you you got to do something about it because yeah. you're you're, you're it's kind of a start of a fall from grace, man. I mean, we talked about the things that they've done in the past that were kind of looked in a, on a bad light with Nintendo. And now we're hearing about these business practices. And Nintendo themselves said just recently, oh, we take these things seriously. Right. Are, are they going to take it seriously? I don't know. We need to be, be there. Nice we need to be their accountability buddies a kind of buddies you and i yeah. got to come in and say hey nintendo you know get that get that newspaper rolled up and say hey nintendo you got to you got to shape up don't do that yep. bad nintendo bad nintendo don't do that <laughs> i actually had a newspaper that i rolled up just for
0: this very method of you ed
1: <laughs> i'm a method actor <laughs>
0: apparently <laughs> So it's oh, yeah, good they, news for yeah. people that want to join the PC Master Race. Oh, really now? GPUs are finally falling in price. Woo! Yeah.
1: So um, You can actually
0: buy like a 30 series RTX card from NVIDIA.
1: How much are they? How much are they? Uh, I'm not a PC um, guy.
0: I mean, they're still like... There's a line of them that Uh, here's the thing, like, when those were first announced, I was really into the idea of getting them, Mm -hmm. and then the insane shortage happened, and the prices on the... Well, first of all, you couldn't find them. Second of all, even if you did manage to find one, it would be, like, four or five times the price.
2: What?
0: Yeah, I mean, they really... It's been a ludicrous couple, like, almost two years worth of this sort of thing. Like, almost mirroring, like, the same time frame as the pandemic. Um, Mm. But now they're actually, those prices are actually falling back to earth and aren't, like, so completely unreasonable. Like, they're still probably, like, 125% of MSRP. Yeah. But... You know, if you've been like hanging on to an almost complete rig, and this is the last piece you need, mm-hmm. you're probably really stoked and are going to take the plunge now. So,
1: so it's I, good hope news. That, I hope that means the supply chain problems are kind of. I don't know because that's right?
0: one pretty specific instance of it, but you know, hopefully it's hopefully it's a good bellwether for like the situation writ large as pertains to electronics and microchips and supplies and all that.
1: So so does that mean that, that the switch pro is a hundred percent confirmed now?
0: Shut
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did not bring that up. No. (laughs) So (laughs) another,
0: uh, good slash bad news um yes sonic origins was announced Um, and you know when i heard just like the faintest little bit of it like oh this would be a collection with sonic one two and three and knuckles but done in a style similar to sonic mania Mm -hmm. where it's widescreen and you know there's some enhanced modes with some new gameplay wrinkles i thought oh that's pretty cool you know i get with that i certainly enjoyed the hell out of sonic mania plus
1: i was excited too when i heard it
0: right but (laughs) there were some very deep and savage dlc wrinkles that apply to this thing where yes There's some very deeply embedded features that will basically sit on the menu day one Mm -hmm. for you to pay to unlock.
1: What? Yeah. Okay, I didn't see that part. What I did see was Sega releasing a chart. Did you see this chart where there's...
0: No, it's a completely fucking ludicrous chart.
1: Five different versions of Sonic Origins. Right. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And three of them I understand, two of them, I don't know how the hell you're supposed to get it or what does it do, but there's a standard edition. Yeah. A start dash pack where if you pre order it, you get some stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A deluxe edition, which you don't get everything. Right. Which you think you would. Because it's So how is that deluxe? I don't know. Well deluxe means deluxe, man. Yeah.
0: I mean when I get a deluxe pizza, it's got all that shit on it. Yeah, it's very satisfying.
1: Exactly. Why? I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. They, yeah. They need a. They need us as accountability buddies too. <laughs> Where's that but, news from?
0: <laughs> in addition to this news, yes. Although slightly more uh, rumor mill at this point. Yeah. There are also rumors of reboots for Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi.
1: Yeah. Which is exciting. But at the same time, there's been talk about them wanting to be like Fortnite and trying to get as much money as possible, I guess. I don't know. or I don't know well, what they mean by that.
0: There's different rumors that are attached to this. Some of them yeah. paint because this was their like this the code name for this was like Sega's super game project. Yeah, or whatever. Super
1: game initiative, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. And so there's that the idea that they might be fort- Fortnite ish, like free to play, but then all this shit inside of it is for sale. Yeah. Or sure. even worse, uh, there might be NFTs involved.
1: Uh, uh, I knew you were going to say NFTs. No. Stop it. stop, Stop pushing those three stupid letters. I know. Oh, God, why? Because it's like, like... <laughs> they they also patented, like, a logo or something for it, like, the past week. So they went oh, from saying, yeah, they said, we're going to consider it, well, not consider it, but we're going to read the air and see what people say about it, and we're not going to really announce things yet, and right. now they're going to go ahead with it.
0: But that's interesting, and, like, a total 180 from them, because... Yeah. Earlier on before that, they would basically said, No, nah, we think we've got the pulse of our consumers and they're not really hepped NFTs, so we're not going to do I that. Yeah.
1: But why change?
0: <sighs> they must have been talking to some folks at Konami and how they sold, mm. like, you know, a roll of, I don't know, some. Like a gif of Alucard or something for like thirty-eight grand or some stupid shit.
1: Yeah, doing like a, you know, the crouch humping. What is Uh it called? Yeah, what they do in Halo.
0: Right. Oh, you're talking about um, teabagging?
1: Teabagging, yeah. There you go. Teabagging. (laughs) Teabagging Alucard went for (sighs) $10,000. Sega got excited. We want some of that cut. We can do Sonic doing teabagging come on where's our cut
0: oh man like you know there's still a lot to love about gaming in this Mm -hmm. day and age i mean you know you can get a game like Elden ring for 59.99 yeah and it's ridiculous and beautiful and you know almost aggravatingly challenging etc and you know at the peak of like mid 1990s cartridge games, you know, a lot of those were like 80 to a hundred dollars
1: that they were sometimes. Yeah.
0: And it's, you know, something that it's easy for us to forget about now, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know, man, there's just so many diff. there's so many different ways of them, like trying to monetize, like even the smallest things, elements of these games and it's just ah oh, it's a drag man.
1: Yeah, I wanted to know how you felt about that because it's true. I mean, if you want to monetize something, usually you're going against the spirit of the game that you're trying to monetize, especially if it's right. an established IP like Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio or Sonic and, the Hedgehog. Yeah. So, it's like you're just Cheapening it out, and it's gonna be a just a mere shadow of what it was, and it's just gonna be sad to see. And I rather you don't bring anything out than do something as half-assed as bring out something just for the sake of trying to get Fortnite money. You know what I mean? Right. Um. Uh. You know, this uh topic uh kind of blew up on uh Japanese Twitter. Yeah. A lot of people were saying, "I don't care what." sega does i just want the yeah 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 song <laughs> from crazy taxi and uh no. and uh i replied to one of those guys in english and i said dude that's all i want <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty funny <laughs> sure are, Ed. <laughs> uh,
0: do they not know that you can just Buy these songs independent <laughs> of their existence in Crazy Taxi. Oh,
1: yeah, well, no, but seriously, a lot of people have good memories from that song. And of they course. said, if it doesn't have that song, it's not Crazy Taxi. You know what I mean? So I'm being yeah. totally serious though. No,
0: I get it. Like in context, I get it, but it's yeah. still just, you know, but it's still kind of funny.
1: Yeah, but you understand what I mean, right? I mean, yeah. just. Don't focus on the money. The money will come if you make a great game. People right. enjoy it. You don't have to string people along and say, oh, we want a little bit more of your money here and a little bit here. Just make one solid game that brings back the memories, gives us some new things to do, and that's all you need. I mean, well,
0: especially like from the jump. I mean, you want to, I'll tell you about yeah. a recent instance where I found this completely acceptable. Mm-hmm streets of rage four came out yeah it was a very complete feeling game exactly it had hidden characters it had a ton of content yeah it was fucking excellent zero issues with that
1: even the dlc the dlc well, here's, was no, here's it. The
0: thing. even the dlc came as a surprise to me yeah because that initial game felt so complete unto itself Mm -hmm. But then, when I read about what was part of the DLC, the excellent survival mode, all these new moves for characters that are unlockable with that survival mode, and then additional new characters, like the playable boss, Estelle, Mm -hmm. who I really like, and was actually bummed that she wasn't unlockable in the original game. But, like that was completely acceptable. Like there was some breathing room between those two things. We got to enjoy that game for like almost a year, I think mm-hmm. before the DLC dropped. Yep. So that's, what's really lacking from this. Like, dude, put out your game first Yep. and let it fucking live there. Like there are some genres where like, this is kind of an expected thing now, particularly in the fighting game realm. Hmm. Because that's much more of an ongoing development thing. Because people are playing the game online. They're talking about it consistently. The game requires steady updates. Yeah. And then to build entirely new characters for those games is also a lot of work. Yeah. So. I have definitely accepted that model. It's why I bought the deluxe version of KOF-15. Yeah. Like, for stuff like this, like Sonic Origins, I mean, that should just be a complete skew coming out of the box, man.
1: I agree. I totally agree because it's just, you're convoluting so many things about something that used to be just a game you just put in your system and play it. Right. Right should be as simple as that. It should yeah. never be more than that. I don't care if Crazy Taxi doesn't have a metaverse where you're walking mm-hmm. around your virtual avatar picking up people, your friends, blah, blah, blah. I I just want to have fun playing the game. I want to be able to play close to the original version of C- Crazy Taxi. You can add new play mechanics, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not interested in me- it being co- becoming a social... Phenomenon, right? I don't care about that. That's not what Crazy Taxi is about, nor would it should it ever be. Right. So i I hope they kind of get their head out of their asses. But money does strange things to people. Look at Konami, Square Enix also trying to do the NFT thing, and now Sega doing the Fortnite money type of aspirations. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the thing. I mean, they all come out of the box with this like, well, <laughs> let's test them. Let's see how much they'll put up with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it just it feels it feels fucking annoying to be tested in this regard
1: mm-hmm. so
0: consistently these days.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just say, "Just look at Streets of Rage 4. Just stick with that stuff."
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that-
1: I agree. That's that was a, perfect a perfectly
0: example. good. That was a good and acceptable way for that to happen. Yeah. Unbelievably value packed proposition of a game delivered first, mm-hmm. a thoughtful period of time. And then, Hey, if you want this stuff too, have at it, but you've still got this complete game that you enjoy. If you don't.
1: Man. I'm telling you it seems like the smaller studios know what's up more than the big wig companies.
0: Well, I mean I would I would like as much as like Nintendo's Union Busting shitty thing sucks right now in yeah. general with DLC. Mhm. I think they've been pretty all right. Even though I've still got some beefs with like the way the you know expanded tier of NSO evolved but which i think was goofy
1: at least uh they did what we kind of advised way back when they announced it they're gonna have the octo expansion for splatoon 2 added to the expanded service of nso so that's good it increases the value of that service for people that didn't buy it yet they're learning and i hope they do that for their future uh releases and it's something I hope Microsoft and Sony also do.
0: But like even the way they did that with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Was basically the same thing as Streets of Rage 4. Mm -hmm. An unbelievably full game. Yeah. That dropped initially. And then hey, if you want this other adventure with the champions. Yeah. You want the bitch in uh
1: Motorbike, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I
0: still have not downloaded that DLC to this point, and
1: lately, Ice?
0: yeah, I've been thinking about it.
1: For me, uh, I completed the main game. I put what 140 hours into it before I finally mm-hmm. decided to beat it because um, yeah. that's how good that game is. I just spent every all all my time just walking around trying not to beat the game until it was absolutely necessary or Mm -hmm. I felt it was time. But yeah, I saved that DLC for shortly before Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. So it gives me something to do in anticipation for the game, the new game. Nice. That's what I did with Splatoon 2. Um, I'm still going through the story mode and now that there's a definitive date, September 9th, I can plan to try to beat the story mode starting uh this summer and kind of work my way up to when it comes out in september you know splatoon 3 i'll be ready for it Uh and the hype will be pretty good for me but that hype is kind of like a roller coaster right now it's like i i want to be hype but nintendo's (laughs) also doing bad things you know it's like what they say you enjoy the sausages until you find out how the sausages are made
0: Yep. (laughs) <laughs> art, art and com- commerce are uh, forever at war my friend so we're gonna take a break right now so you can get some information on some of the other fantastic shows that you can explore right here on the ruminations radio network check out more of these programs at ruminationsradionetwork.com
1: What's up, gang? This is Hoptimus. You've been listening to one of the great new podcasts from Ruminations Radio Network. If you want some more tasty sound vibes, come check out my new podcast, The Retro Futurist Culture, where we talk about alternate timelines,
0: cyberpunk, anime, and other crazy worlds. If that does not strike your fancy, we have plenty of other
1: great shows at RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. We're back! We're back!
0: We're back! Like Welcome those dinosaurs, yeah. that movie I've never seen. We're back.
1: We're back. So, <laughs> that was nice. What are you hey? playing
0: right now, Eddie?
1: Wow. Um, I got a few things. Uh, I've been a little busy recently, but um, still playing Kirby a little bit. Nice mm-hmm. uh, stress reliever, as I said before. Um, also, Gapolis came out. Do you know that game?
0: That's the old Namco like That's like a Galaga sequel, right?
1: Yeah, not too many people know about it, it's shocking. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like yeah. that it's like that lesser known band member who isn't really in the front covers of the albums. He's kind of like in the background, but he still kicks some ass. And yeah. He's totally underrated. Yeah, that's Gapless, man. Um huh. Gapless
0: is the George Harrison of early 1980s namco games that's cool. yeah
1: yeah and I, I got my mind set on you it's a pretty kick-ass song you know what i mean you know what nice yeah so it's gonna but, take and, money yeah a whole lot of spending money mm-hmm. <laughs> to do it right chap anyways yeah gal uh it's kind of like a, a boosted up version of galaga where you can actually move up and down instead of just oh. left and right Nice. Uh, there's a uh, power-ups where uh, there's like a, that, like that tractor beam where you can collect bugs. So you can have like an armada of bugs to shoot things instead of like double your ships. Nice. So pretty nice to play that again. Cause I played it so much as a kid. I was mm-hmm. wondering why it's not so popular, man it should be more popular, but right. yeah. Arcade archives. You can get it on ps Four, I believe, PS5 and Switch, and maybe Steam. I don't know Steam, but yeah, definitely. And you uh, also
0: have the uh, M2 eight bit make of Gapless, right?
1: Yeah, which is nice to have, but it's yeah. nice to play it in the original ratio that it was intended to be in the right. vertical full on vertical Hate format. It's great. Nice. Like eight bucks, I guess, or less to try it out. So you should. And last, uh, finally, Pocky and Rocky Reshined came out. And yeah. I got the physical version. me, nice. Atari, you did a freaking awesome job, dudes. This, nice. this is by far the best game they've made. And really? Not even close. Because Do you look at more than Ninja Warriors? In terms of what they did to the game, it's night and day like what? how good it looks because the animations are redone. The graphics are totally redone and there's like little small details. Like there's like leaves on the ground. Like if you pass by them, they start fluttering nice. and also the shadowing, the, the bosses are a lot more challenging. It's mm-hmm. just, and the sound soundtrack is, is redone. It's just, if you compare that to their first game, wild guns reloaded mm-hmm. where they did like, you know, they did subtle things, but it still was awesome. The, the stuff that they did in that game, this is like just a huge revamp. The Sweet. gameplay is still there, but there's new characters, a new story mode. And it just feels like it's a joy to play. I, I can't recommend it enough. And uh yeah, this is a 30-year-old game, man. Nice. 30-year-old game. I'm going to need to pick that up. If you want to get the physical version, you should try a place like PlayAsia to pick it up. Yeah. Because, yeah, uh, before they sell out, hopefully you can still buy it by the time you hear this. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah if you want to see proof of how good it looks, just look up a long play of uh, the original SNES game and then play the real game, the 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 game that's out now, the Reshrined game, and you'll see the huge difference. It's like it's going from 8-bit to like current gen. That's how good it is, man. It's just shocking. Sweet. Try it out, man.
0: That's fantastic. No, I've been, uh, that one's been on my radar for a really long time.
1: Yeah, it comes out in the States. Stokes. Yeah, if you can wait. I mean, it comes out in the States in like June, I think, but yeah, you, you can get it now if you to play asia or go to the japanese shop and buy it just do it
0: yeah i might i mean uh, <laughs> there's some other games that i also want to pick up like i've still been playing uh ketsui yeah Destiny.
1: Detony. i love destiny <laughs> i love saying Detony.
0: and i i know this
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um no man, like I've been in a very sort of cave schmup mode lately because I've had so little time to like lock down and like play the shit out of one thing. Mhm. So, you know, shoot 'em ups, particularly the ones from Cave are really good if you just want to burn like 15 20 minutes.
1: Do you have any of these uh don't they have collections on those the switch now i think they have death smiles now don't they
0: i think they do that's the thing like i think if i'm gonna place a play Asia order i'm probably gonna buy like three or four games at once yeah just because you know if you're gonna get something shipped
1: yeah you might as well get do it, all it all in one, one shot one. yeah
0: but yeah, yeah um no still playing a lot of katsui i enjoyed a lot um one really shocking development this week and like this could have been a news item but for me it's now become a now playing thing Mm -hmm. um the developer from the ukraine who has been continuing to work on the sega saturn core despite the russian invasion of his country and village um he surprised everybody this week by releasing a working 32 X-Core. Wow. And to me, like, that's one of the most hardcore fucking things I've ever heard of.
1: (laughs) I know. I mean, (laughs) mean, number one should be his safety, most definitely. But man, just the contributions he's still doing, that's just commendable. Like... I, mean, I really hope he really is safe. But, wow, dedication, man.
0: Like, these are already unbelievably labor-intensive, like, absolutely, like, deep and time-consuming labors of love. Yeah. Let alone to throw in, you know, that kind of circumstance.
1: Yeah. Um. Definitely. It's just
0: bananas to me. So, yeah. you know, I think... At some point, like you know, we haven't done a uh, oh god tier or Hertz Locker thing, but I would have to say that that guy, yeah, deserves I would, some enshrinement in the oh god tier at some point.
1: I I would nominate I would nominate him too because yeah, under those circumstances, just <laughs> you got to tip your hat I mean, to that guy. It's
0: it's. it's it's I, almost comical just given like how life or death serious that situation is. Yeah. And yet this guy is still like I mean it's still a thing where he's like I have to code. Like <laughs> I can't control the world around me.
2: I mean
1: I if that yeah if I that's I can determine release.
0: what happens tomorrow. Yeah. But I'm going to keep doing this thing. Yeah. Because it's what I love and I still draw breath in my lungs so I should do it.
1: I would just tell him, man, just put away your computer and just be <laughs> safe, man. Your right. life comes first. But I'm just glad that he's still doing okay. Just hope yeah. that when things... If, when they settle down, I hope he can get back to... A normal mm-hmm. life that's all i want you know yeah Just, just the things that he's doing it's great that's awesome yeah. but please so, do uh, yeah don't risk your life for
0: sorgalik that is some wild shit good sir i don't know yes. you but um i salute you
1: <laughs> yeah let's make a plaque for him he definitely deserved it <laughs> i would
0: definitely definite nominee for the uh oh god tier definitely um So yeah, that's uh, that's what we're both playing right now. We've been busy people, so we're obviously not able to play as much as we'd like to.
1: But maybe Uh next week for me, Golden Week, yeah, baby. There you go. Yeah,
0: get some gaming in on those holidays, man.
1: Pocky and Rocky, here I come.
0: Yeah. So now (laughs) we're gonna turn our attention over to the big question. Um, this is a strange one, but obviously we're in this time now where the retro scene has probably never been stronger um, in terms of widespread interest, in terms of, you know, the sheer pace of all these new different pieces of hardware or accessories or flash cartridges, you name it. Um, So this question goes along those lines. If you could invent one piece of retro hardware, that doesn't presently exist, what would it be, and why? Mm. Eddie?
2: Yes. What um, would you
0: invent?
1: Can I say two things?
0: You absolutely can.
1: Thank you, sir. For sheer uh, enshrinement, and for my happiness, and I would play this almost every day, mm-hmm. um, if you know the company New Wave Toys, they make brilliant products. They have these miniature arcade cabinets that are one-sixth scale that you mm-hmm. can uh, collect and you can actually play. And they're well built. Right. They look almost exactly like the real thing, and it's a joy to have. I talked about how I used to have the collect, uh, Coleco tabletops and other similar handheld or tabletop games, and mm-hmm. those things bring back memories so when new wave toys brought up their line of miniature cabinets uh it was like a dream come true for me that being Mm -hmm. said i would love to see them do a crystal castles one six scale replicate nice because not only is that game super awesome I love Mm -hmm. Bentley Bear. Bentley Bear is the main character of that game, and if you haven't played Crystal Castles by Atari, you should definitely do so. It's a classic game. Hard as balls, but very fun.
0: I'm surprised that doesn't get a remake.
1: It should. Well, you need a trackball. but um, You would
0: need a trackball.
1: But New Wave Toys, they've made a centipede in the past, and that was a super awesome game because the way they did the trackball Mm -hmm. for their centipede, Replicate yeah. it made it so much fun. I I remember playing that for days straight when I had when I I still have it, but when I played it, I played it for quite a f- few months. Um, I know they would do Crystal Castles a, a service, and not only that, the cabinet itself is so beautiful. I mean, have you seen the art for that? Yes. Have you seen the cabinet style? I have. That would be a challenge to make because that. It's specific got a
0: very shape. specific look and frame, yeah. The way exactly. it
1: is, yeah. yeah. So I'd love to see them tackle that challenge because they're already coming out with another favorite of mine that will be in my hands soon, and it's Cubert. Cubert, nice. I've had so many great memories of, and mm-hmm. uh, they already released the Warren Davis edition, which is uh, the creator of one of the creators of Cubert. He has a special mm-hmm. cabinet in his home and they replicated that special one-of-a-kind, uh, cabinet into six scale Mm -hmm. and people are loving that. So now they're manufacturing the regular versions, which I ordered. And, uh, that should be coming out in the next month or so. So I'm excited for that, but yeah, crystal castles would be the game that I would love from new wave toys. Um, awesome. The other thing I would love to see, and I've seen it kind of trend a little bit. Is a camera for super Nintendo or NES, because if you know the game boy camera, yeah, especially with analog pocket kind of resurging that little product. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of people are kind of using it again, just to see what kind of funny pictures they could take. And, you know, it's yeah. kind of like a very digital mess of a, collection of pixels but it's still fun to do you know so right. i was thinking why not have a nintendo or super nintendo version of it kind of with some colors and it'd be cool Intriguing. to have yeah it'd be ha- it'd be cool to have some games with it too like the original game boy camera did yeah. you could like take a picture of your friend and they'd have your friend well i friend mean face. particularly
0: on the super nes it would be cool if you could then edit your photos of mario paint
1: yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? See? Yeah. That's why I would love to see that. I, What do you think? Isn't that a good idea? I mean, it'd it's be, pretty it'd be cool. very I mean, neat. It's, it's,
0: it's odd because, like, I tend to think of the Game Boy camera as existing because it's that sort of handheld device. Yeah. Um, but by the same token, like, we've also seen weirder shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's weirder accessories
1: well, Didn't PlayStation things. 2 have an eye toy or something like that? They had a camera. Oh,
0: I want to say there was. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so there's it can be... cameras for
0: both PS2 and 3. 360,
1: and right? 4. Yeah. See? Well, yeah, so... there
0: was Kinect for a 360.
1: Yeah. So you can do something like that for Super Nintendo, but just for fun. Or you can even use it as a webcam for fun. Could. Yeah, it'd be trippy. So that's what I would do. I I know it wouldn't sell well, but I think a lot of people would be like, sign me up. That sounds fun. Well, it is
0: along those lines of like that sort of like weirdly creative stuff in the retro universe. Like there have been artists lately that have released albums on cartridges yeah, for like NES, Super NES and Game Boy that utilize that hardware. And then yeah. they've actually just got like a straight up album of songs yeah, that use that hardware. So there you go. No, that's cool. And that's definitely like that's certainly within the realm of possibility, just given how many people like they love these machines. They want to use them as the canvas for different modes of expression.
1: Almost oh, definitely. People are so freaking creative. Like, have you seen that Mario Paint uh retrospective by a game historian? Gaming historian? If you look it up on YouTube.
0: Um, I've seen a bunch of game historians other pieces, but I think that's one I have not seen.
1: Oh, it it's great to watch because a lot of people attribute their creative uh devices to Mario Paint. People who work in the industry now they were making like little films and stuff through Mario paint. That's cool. And music as well. So why not yeah. kind of add the camera? I mean, who knows? Maybe, uh, the current generation of kids, if you gave them an old SNES and this kind of camera and say, Hey, here's Mario paint and the camera. Right. Go to town, buddy. <laughs> That'd yeah. Be cool. But yeah. Else? That's just, that's just one of my wet dreams
0: that's pretty cool
1: yeah how about you man
0: um so thus far like you have all of these optical drive um oh god what's the last word it's ode it's optical drive emulator i think that actually is it you have these devices now that will let people use um You know, small SD cards for like the turbo graphics, the Sega C D, the Dreamcast, Sega Dreamcast, and Sega Saturn. Okay, that's where I heard them now.
1: Yeah, I heard of ODEs, and I think it's because of Dreamcast and Saturn emulators. Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. So Um but
0: one console that does not have them yet, and this is no, no, no <laughs> So here's the thing For a long time There was a pretty easy solution Where you had um, The network adapter For the Playstation 2 Yeah You could use like a Hard disk And there was Kind of ratty pirate software for it And you could Store a bunch of games on there Hmm it didn't work completely perfectly. There were always some games that were like a real pain in the ass to get the run that way. Yeah. Or some of them just wouldn't um but what I would love to see is a really nicely finessed ODE solution for PS2 that would then support both PlayStation 1 and PS2 games.
1: Oh, I see. So yeah, this would run it like if you put in a disc right but it it'd still use the sd card right but you're well, saying it would that, just store
0: all of those game files on a micro sd card
1: oh yeah because i don't know how that really works but yeah i remember the hard disk drive for the playstation 2 was kind of a kind of a pain in the butt to to just have in general right because
0: that bad? I mean, there were enough really good games that worked well on it.
1: Like which one? That it
0: made it worthwhile. Like in fact, that was actually the way that I played through Dragon Quest 8. Really no. It was on a hard drive then.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: And the great thing about it was that it actually like substantially reduced the load times for all the battles.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. cuz I'm this was the official one or is this a third party one or
0: well it was the official network adapter Uh that interfaced with a hard drive because if you recall a lot of those networkable titles like final fantasy 11 Mm -hmm. you needed to put them like on a hard drive solution yeah but then there was pirate software yeah that let you dump entire dvd games oh okay on that hard drive gotcha so that was actually like how I played DQ8 back in the day.
1: I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah. Because I think you remember me playing it when we lived together in the Wajian Manor, but I mm-hmm. played it on the, on my PS2. I didn't have that HDD stuff. So right. I never seen you play it on anything like that. I guess that was before then, before we started living together. But, no yeah. no
0: no it was it was during that time man
1: really i i don't remember I you having
0: attention to the whole hard drive thing
1: yeah because even now i don't know much about what that thing does all i know yeah. is that um the only thing i know about the hdd was wasn't the uh, resident evil one of the games that you could play online i
0: think there was one network there was one network title. Yeah, that was a Resident Evil game that I don't remember the name of at all because that just wasn't my bag at the time.
1: For me, it looked cool. I really wanted to play that game, but yeah, it only uses. It, it it only fc Eleven
0: uses... was like the really big, popular. Oh, okay, like with you know, relatively speaking, yeah, was like the most popular game that was available like
1: mm. in that
0: particular format. Because I think there was actually a package that like included the hard drive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it's like nowadays it's like common to have a hard drive for like your PlayStation five and stuff. Right. Because it's just, there's just an X
0: amount of built in memory now. Well, now you've got even like solid state memory with the latest generation of consoles.
1: Yeah. But back then that was to beef up certain games as well. Right. Like remember, uh, Nintendo 64 back, uh, back then in the States, they were supposed to have a hard drive just like uh, they did in Japan. And they ended up...
0: Right, you guys right? got the 64DD, and that was something that never arrived in the US.
1: Yeah, and with that, they had games like, what was it, Animal Crossing and Mario Paint?
0: There was an Animal Crossing game. I particularly remember the uh, there was the F-Zero X yeah. expansion set. For the 64 dd yeah but
1: yeah i guess yeah, i guess back then it was hard to like dedicate certain like it was hard to migrate a lot of games to a hard drive so that's why when you hear about hard drives it's like uh it only worked with like less than 10 games and that's all it did well
0: officially, <laughs> but yeah. on the pirate side it worked with a lot of games
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah see that's why i didn't know about it because i wasn't really into it I'll, the only thing i knew about was a little bit was modding and that was because you helped me mod my saturn to play vampire right. hunter for, from capcom
0: mm-hmm. yeah that was just a simple uh region mo- region switch
1: <laughs> yeah the hard drives back then uh, that was just too confusing for me i just wanted yeah. to play the games but yeah mm-hmm that sounds cool though. That sounds
0: so, yeah. If there were a quality ODE solution for PS2 that would support both uh, PS1 and PS2 games, that would be delightful.
1: Yeah. It would save you a lot of hassle. And, yeah. I mean, because. Well, just it, those
0: it's... drives on that entire generation of consoles are just rapidly dying off.
1: Yeah. So
0: that's why there's been all this development interest in making ODES for systems of that era.
1: Hmm. So do you think uh just in general anything with the disc drive you just got to be careful with in terms of shelf life because I mean you still got Super Nintendo's and Nintendo's going strong but yet Well it's cuz it's and...
0: just solid state media. It's the nature of the moving parts in yeah. a drive like that.
1: Is the easier like of... for
0: something of that era um, yeah. the Famicom disc system Has long been known to have a problem with those, um, the rubber bands that run the drive.
1: Oh, yeah. I I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why those are drying up pretty quick now, right? Yep. In terms of getting too complicated to fix. And Mm -hmm. man. So is that the same with the uh, PlayStation 2 and maybe Xbox? Xbox three sixty systems. If the dis, uh the optical drives start failing, is it going to be well? It's known that they're like
0: consistently failing on the PlayStation and Saturn. Yeah, but now we're getting, you know, we're getting twenty plus years removed from the PS two and Xbox era.
1: Yeah, mm. so so that's why ODEs are starting to become super popular now, right? So you don't even have to have a optical drive anymore in terms of
0: right like if you still want to use original hardware yeah but you don't want to f with cd-roms
1: yeah okay
0: or dvd-roms of that era
1: see now i'm glad i'm talking with you about that that makes so much more sense because i was Mm -hmm. like why do ode when i don't get it just you know it's
0: just mechanical failure
1: yeah but now it makes (laughs) complete sense yeah Mm -hmm. So I'm with you there now. Totally Woo. with you now. Woo, we're there now. Woo. We made a loaf it. of bread,
0: a container of milk, and, and a stick, stick of, of butter.
1: butter.
0: <laughs> I remember. I remember.
1: <laughs> Man, we I'm glad I met a Sesame Street junkie like you. It's true. Or was it that electric like, company? Oh my God. (laughs) I I, have met my equals. That's why we're such good friends. (laughs) It's true. Yes, sir. All right, man.
0: Let's wrap this sucker up. Uh, Once again, folks, it was fantastic to sit down with my dear old friend, Mr. Eddie Tang, on another fine episode of Oh God, It Hurts.
1: Oh God, It Hurts. Thank you for we'll joining see you us. We'll
0: and uh, be safe. Make good choices.